0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, he wouldn't drop Benji Marshall, it's Mitch Doyle. I definitely wouldn't, in no way, <laughs> but I'm here. G'day and, everybody. And Campbelltown's other favourite son, it's Dale Roots.
2: Oh, well, that's f- f- wrong, but very kind. Campo is, well, I mean, Campo's from Campbelltown, uh, from Camden, but, you know, he can have Campbelltown as well.
1: Don't, don't cede your territory to him. Ridiculous. It's not a lot Who's of territory. Who's the other, other favourite be son? Jesus. Benji. John
2: Scandalis.
1: <laughs> I know you love the French, but you don't just have to surrender for the sake of it.
2: Hey, hey, I'm drawing a line in the sand and you are clearly walking around it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and this- welcome to World War II boom rookies.
2: Oh, man. Kill it. I'm your host, Marshall Pertain, and we've given up to the Germans.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I went to try and watch. I went to try and *Glorious Bastards* the other night. I couldn't find it. Oh, on, what a film! It's great.
0: Oh. Is well, it on one of the
1: streaming sites? Because uh... I also went to, I also went to go and watch Django last night. It was also not on any of the streaming sites. That's Ridiculous. a shame. Ridiculous.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of them that are on YouTube that you have to pay to rent to watch, but like some of them yeah. are worth it.
1: I mean, I'll just some, are, some are definitely not. Uh, no. Yes,
0: Illeg- legally sourcing movies.
1: Uh, yes, <laughs> oh, paying paying for other people's hard work. What a, what a terrible concept. Hey, I, I was to go, hey, we're we all went, of us
2: working in a creative industry.
1: I went to forty six in the cinema movies last year.
0: Everyone else no, hasn't got that's an excuse. Fair. You
1: are you are doing the Lord's work when it comes. Yeah, to I was going to say like, big
0: big yeah. flick energy over here.
1: I'm keeping I mean, that
0: industry alive. I'm going to steal a couple <laughs> of them.
1: Okay, at home. <laughs> Were, but I'm going. You would have, yeah. you. Would, I mean, you would have seen some absolute stinkers as well. Exactly. I see, again, I see all the good movies and all the bad ones.
0: The ones you're not seeing. I'm keeping the industry alive. Yeah. And then I'll download them later. But, you know, yeah. whatever. I've paid my one admission.
1: This man saw Transformers 3 in the cinema twice.
0: He's out of you, control. Really? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something he'd do. No, no, I didn't. I, I don't see many movies duplicate times. What have I seen Twice. I saw um, one of the only movies I've seen multiple times in the cinema is The Super Bad when I was 18. Great movie. Because the first time I went, I tried to finger the girl I went with and that didn't wow. work. <laughs> you know? oh, hey. um The second time I went, I went and got drunk with friends. And I realized, like, you know, the first two times I'd both I had, I'd loved and liked the movie, but I hadn't seen it properly. So I went a yeah. third time and it was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw
1: The Hangover twice and yeah. Star Wars Episode 7 twice. I think that's it. Oh, and Zombieland. And Zombieland. So that's it. Oh, oh I, I, I re I saw... Toys, we went and saw Toy Story 1 and 2 when they did like a 3D double feature in, just before 3 came out, but I don't think that counts. Yeah, well, I don't think it counts at all, no. No. Great movies, though. Um, yeah, this is another all-question episode uh, coming at you. Um, uh, f- maybe the last remote episode we do. Hopefully, the last remote episode we do. Who knows? Who's to say in this crazy in this crazy world of ours? But okay. um, yeah. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? We're <laughs> gonna have a questions. Okay over on
0: patreon and if you, i didn't mention it on the previous podcast but we are doing the live zoom probably tonight we publish this a thursday night for the broncos the manly game so if you want to see a man die on, on camera come join patreon you'll get a link <laughs> on thursday to watch me Bungard and watch their game but specifically watch me you know in many fetal positions yeah, if there's a way that you can, I know that on
2: Zoom you can put it to like speaker mode. But if there's a way that you can put it to just Doyle mode, I would thoroughly
0: encourage it. God, can I put me as my own background in Zoom for that?
2: <laughs> can we? Can somebody yeah. please Photoshop multiple Mitches in the fetal position as like God. a pattern of a background? Make it happen, somebody. <laughs>
0: I'm not ready for... um, I'm going to ask the patrons because, you know, it's patron exclusive to not put the screenshots on Twitter. But I know there's going to be something of me doing something on Twitter at some point. But whatever, what can you do? We might be
2: be about to find out what is the terminal velocity of your phone.
0: (laughs) We might. Anyway, Patreon questions. The first one, Mitchell Smith says, Neil Henry to the Dragons, good
1: or bad idea? Can't be worse. I mean, it, it... That's possible, but also again, as as I said on the previous episode, I just I don't know if that's worth that huge redondo payout they'd have to give. No,
0: um, he's had he has had three clubs he's been at now. Opportunity, and I know I feel I get it, fans we, and myself as well. It's always hard to know who the up and coming coaches are in terms of head coaching gigs, who's the best candidates, but we often get caught in this trap of um, recycling names. And there's a reason why those guys are on the scrap heap and haven't had an opportunity in a certain amount of years. Yeah. It's been three years for Neil Henry now. It's it, it's done. He ain't coming back as a first-grade coach. Um, Mitchell Smith again says, are the Broncos, Dragons and Titans showing what poor administration can do to a club's on-field performance?
2: You yeah, could probably put the Sharks <laughs> in that barrel as well, to be honest. That's yeah, a, little, be. a little bit further out of their control, obviously. But yeah, it, simple, short and simple, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean,
2: like if you look at if you look at clubs that are on the up and up, like I mean, Canberra over the last few years have turned the, turned their organization around, kind of bottom to top, and it's shown you know it's shown the results. You look at the clubs that have the best off field organization. You look at you know the Storm. You look at Sydney Roosters. You look at other other teams that have been perennially competitive, and and kind of you know again two and two makes four.
0: Yeah, I mean those are clubs that. The club runs the club. And what I mean by that is, you know, for example, at Brisbane, many a player at that club has got player options and many players have power. And that, and it seems to be that if you want to stay at Brisbane, it's your choice to stay or not. And and you get whatever deal you want there if you're a Bronco. And, you know, some eight a player agent who has, you know, 15 or so of those players, it being Isaac Moses. But Paramount, sorry, Canberra have turned it around going a bit of a different way when they've had players come to them the last couple of years and say, hey... I've been offered X from Y or I want to go get paid this. Canberra pretty much had all of them. Go ahead. And a lot of them haven't gone yeah. and some of them have, but it's worked out for them. Like they told Junior Paulo and Shannon Boyd to do it. I mean, Junior Paulo has been good at Para, but they're not missing those guys. They told Whiten to do it last year. Where's Jack Whiten? Still at Canberra. Like they're not yeah. afraid of
2: that. Played in the grand final last year. And obviously it's, Excuse me, it's much easier to do when you're a team that's having a little bit of success as the Raiders have kind of from 2016 to now, but previous to that, like they were a ramble. They were, they were an absolute you know, they they were a, a bin club, really. Um just terrible mm. culture, terrible recruitment, kept players for too long and brought players in too late and and now they seem to be making a lot of a lot of better decisions. And as you say, the club is making the decisions, which I think is the biggest thing. Uh, Because if you're not in control of your own destiny, you can't kind of complain when it goes awry.
0: That's it. And, I mean, long-term, I know clubs can succeed on the field without off-field stability, but it's very much a short-term thing. I mean, I know Wayne gets knocked for his last year at Brisbane, but it's a miracle that team beat all the top four. And I know they got smashed in the final, but a miracle they did that with all that was happening behind the scenes at that club. It's very hard for teams to be good on the field when the, the off the field isn't good. So, definitely those three clubs, off-field problems is where it starts. Um, Andy Vlente says, what do you guys think is the right way to proceed for the Dragons? Yeah. I mean, we kind of covered that one. Do, we, do you guys want to cover that again? We well, covered I mean, that on the we, previous pod.
1: We did talk about what, I mean, in the context of what they should do with Mary, I think we did cover that. But in terms of what they can really do long-term, I mean, you mentioned Sean Wayne as being a, a possible option. There's a couple of other. I mean, I, th- I think just more broadly speaking, I think... The option has to be you give a young up-and-coming coach a chance and you start blooding some of your younger players. I think that just has to be what you do going forward because as we mentioned in the previous podcast, that team is really old in terms of average age and I don't know if getting in some retread coach who's had a bunch of chances elsewhere is the answer and it doesn't really send a very inspiring message to a fan base that is really starved of any inspiration at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Mitch Smith again, he says, for Doyle, it might be too late. A stats question. He says, is it right to assume that teams score more points than the left? Has this changed over the last 10 or 15 years to improve skills of players being able to pass effectively both sides of the field? Okay, so question for me. In both rugby union and rugby league, more tries are scored on the left-hand side of the field. And it's exactly because of the way most people are right-handed and better at passing the ball from right to left. I'm sure there's years that are anomalies, but I've looked at it in both sports. I can't tell you if it's 15 years or so it has changed, but generally teams score more on left-hand side. Because, you know, yes, there's many a half, many players who can pass both ways with a relative competence, but 13 players, you know, you'd probably say 11 out of that 13 on the field are better passing right to left. Yeah. Just the nature of the beast.
1: It makes perfect sense.
0: One one of the yeah. great
2: things in in all in, in well in both rugby codes is watching players pass the wrong way, especially like wingers and centers, who are very clearly like built to pass in one direction, and that's why they play on the left edge. Like watching a watching a left center try and pass the ball into his half, like five meters in from the sideline, is one of rugby league's great joys.
1: Yeah, it's inter- like the whole doing the doing a deep dive, and you mentioned it's obviously because more people are right-handed, but. It's quite interesting to read about that in in, in, in an NFL context. In um, just how few left-handed quarterbacks have had success over over the part over the existence of the NFL. There's only two guys in the Hall of Fame that are left-handed: Steve Young and Ken Stabler, only a couple of others like Boomer Esiason and Mark Brunel who had any success, and Michael Vick who had any success whatsoever. That's why I kind of want Tua to do well, because do it do it for the left-handed's yeah to a tongue of a lower mate behind him for the lefty and and for those
0: who don't know Bungard obviously knows this but those who aren't NFL fans it's because of it kind of it flips the feel for the whole offense if you have a lefty in there like you know the left tackle or the right tackle the guys who are in the offensive line in front of the left-hander you've got to, it it reverses that skill set essentially like you know the left tackle would have gone through the whole his whole career defending the quarterback's blind and the right tackle would have gone to it defending the quarterback's open side because they yeah. always had right-handed quarterbacks. If you flip that, it flips the whole nature of that position for those guys. It's very technical, and it's hard to understand if a fan watching it, but their footwork matters so much. That's I don't like, like it. That change it, it can screw up so many teams. It is. I mean, I'm pro more lefties because yeah. obviously, like, in many other sports, you know, there's not like there's only you know one left-handed bowler in
1: cricket. A one-legged batter. I mean, the all, greatest all... soccer player of all time is left-footed. So, yeah, it's just um, interesting because for variety's sake. The crazy thing about the tour thing, though, is that he's actually right-handed, but his dad taught him to throw left-handed. Dad's a baller. <laughs> which, 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 given that as you just outlined, the sport is so like geared towards right-handed people, seems absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, but here we are.
0: Exactly. Okay. Next question. Jack Snape says rugby
1: is falling over. So, which Wallaby would you like your club to sign? Um, I've I've got a couple. Just so I think Samu Karevi is the one who's probably the most league ready. If you get me, that's also not like old. He's only twenty six. Yeah. And the other one, I don't know if it would work because he's just so big. But Tong and Thor, get him in the middle. Why not? <laughs> it wouldn't work. I just don't like. I, I just I, I would fear for his lateral movement in league. I think I think he. I don't know, but, I mean, that, that seems like it, it would be a mild concern. I have a crazy idea. Marika <laughs> getting well, That back.
0: doesn't <laughs> count. You can't say that. Samu <laughs> um, Krevy was my favorite wallaby, but I don't know if, you know, he's not really a wallaby anymore now because he moved to Japan, but he is the best call. I'm with you on that one. Outside of Samu Karevi, I mean, other guys have come over and failed already. Anyway, when you get them a bit older, Isaiah, Isaiah Parisi was supposed to
1: be a good prospect there, and didn't and didn't succeed over here. I will say i base I gonna... based my thing off age. So if it was just for like next season, I'd probably have Curtly Beal right up there as well. Obviously, yeah, um... yeah. But um, I was I sort of talking long term, and like even giving a guy like I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing David Pocock try his hand at league for a year, but you know, it's probably too late for him now.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Nick White guy, but he's also almost thirty. And then um a lot of the forwards I don't really think will translate. And then no. Reese Hodge can boot the ball a million mile sorry a million metres, but I don't like him. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: and if we could cheat and use if we could cheat and use non like other union players, I mean getting getting someone like Rico Iuane or some like one of those one of those beast all blacks outside backs. Mm. Would be would be amazing. I, I'd love to see what a guy like Juane or or even Bowden Barrett could do in league. Can we
2: can we yeah. take can we take uh, uh, Tavita Corandjani? He's a he's a big unit. Can play you know second row. Is an outside center or winger? Why not in the mm. you know the the Corey Oates mold? <laughs> just, just get 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 him in the middle and let him work is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, All Blacks is obviously an easy one there. But, the, you know, I'm trying to think who else I'd like from the um from the All Blacks. There's also, as you said, the Yoanis, Ben Smith, even though he's pretty old. It was he yeah, at 33, 34 33
1: now? But yeah, yeah, yeah. There
0: is, um, oh, God, I'm just trying to think who else. It, it's been I, so long. It, for-
1: I mean, there are some, obviously, but it's nothing like when we were, like, teenagers and it was basically, like, any All Blacks back, you were, like, holy shit, this guy yeah, would carve yeah. up NRL. Yeah, yeah 100%. Ma, your, your Ma Nonu's, your Joe Rocker Coco's, things of that nature. Like, man, they were something else.
0: <sighs> oh, God. Maddie McP. here he is. He said, looking for my old friend, Darkness. Do you oh, know where <laughs> I can find him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, were, uh, we, were,
2: we were toying up whether to just play "Out of Silence for the entire hour and a half of the original of the other podcast, but um, I don't think that that would work with our current commercial arrangements, unfortunately.
1: if anybody if anybody wants to send us a a slightly
2: off-brand sound of silence
1: no they can just play it themselves when they're listening to the podcast so boot up spotify yeah chuck it on spotify and just play them at the same time
0: also in welcoming acoustic covers by terrible people (laughs) who can't sing from our listeners go ahead (laughs) uh Okay, an NFL question again. Simo Ali is as long as a really long-time Chiefs fan, how good is the Prince of Hilaire going oh, to be? EMC will be old news for the end of the year. Um, <laughs> isn't he a Cincinnati Bengals fan? Yeah, he's just jumped
1: on the Chiefs like about two weeks ago. He's not being serious, but okay, we haven't did this The correct answer is pop-up. he will be almost as good as J.K. Simmons, but not quite. There you go. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Simmons, another great guy. <laughs> shit, J.K. Simmons.
0: <laughs> oh J.K. Dobbins tracking down Spider-Man there, mate. <laughs> love,
1: love J.K. Dobbins in Whiplash. Love him.
0: There you go. Um, Warwick <laughs> Ahern. Do you think Ben Taylor will be a good influence on the young Broncos pack or will he fall into the injury suspension rotation policy? Why don't you guys answer that one?
2: I, I don't think uh, I don't think Bungard wants to consider the concept of To playing for another team.
1: But no, look, I I will like when you read about the work that he was putting into his like this this dude's work ethic when he was at Souths was another level, and I assume it's continued while he's been over there playing rugby union. I I can't imagine I can't imagine it ending badly. Like I I just can't. Like this 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 guy just he is a serious player, and he. He's respected by everyone. He's done everything in this game. You know, he's played, p- played a bunch of Origins, won a grand final. Like, this, this guy is the real deal. And I think that he will command a lot of respect. I think he will be a very, very positive influence on that locker room. And I hope that, I hope that it all goes well for him. I really do. I always have a lot of time for Ben He's the best player on the field in that prelim final, which was the best win in possibly the history of the South Sydney Avidos. So I always have a lot of time for him.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you on that, mate. It's, for me, I don't even, I don't even care if he plays 15 minutes a week, it's just that's kind of signing we needed. That guy's a professional who understands how to get himself right mentally and physically for for contests. And that's, you know, big games, as you said, like prelim finals, like grand finals, like origin. It's those big games. It's also games like last week. You know, he has been through Tigers, Broncos, South, over here, but he's been over to, you know, England with Leinster uh, and he's been with Toulon, been with Summers. He's had to learn how to prepare in all kinds of, you know, situations, He's even played – well, he played for the British and Irish Lions too, I believe. But anyway, you know, he's come back and he he only ended up the Broncos because he was serious about staying in shape. He came to the club, wanted to train train across the road from the club. Like, that's why he's here. And some wolves, you know, their season's over. Their their club's over, essentially. He's at Brisbane now. But I think he's a fantastic signing for off the field for at least – you know, it's only going to be a 15-week Broncos stint. But that's I, why I like it. I don't I, care if he plays in a minute.
1: I can't find it. I was just trying to sort of have a Google there while you were talking. I can't, there was a story written about him in 2014. It was about when he was injured and he went over to some USA sort of rehab retreat and was basically working so hard he was nearly vomiting every single day just because he was working his ass off to try and get back into shape. And those are the kind of guys you need, especially at a club right now that's really up against the wall. Yeah. And if you want to laugh, by the
0: way, go and Google Ben T.O. Tigers and see when he has like, he's like 80 kilos with no muscle. I was shocked when he got to the Broncos, and I was like, who that? What the hell happened to him <laughs> over the off season when he was jacked? He was not. The Tigers know how to trim weight off someone. I tell you what, he was, um, he was a
1: he was a slim boy. Yeah,
0: Warwick Ahern again. Question for Bungard: Has MLB owners dropped the ball with getting a reduced season going by being money hungry when essentially the NBA, NHL are, are nearly back?
1: They have fucked up so badly. Like they had. I'm loath to use this term, but they had basically a free kick, didn't they? Like all they had to do was not be like all they had to do was not be greedy misers and they couldn't do that. So basically the, the very short version of this is they agreed with a they agreed with the players to a sort of a payment structure system and then after it was sort of agreed upon they then went back and had another go and tried to restructure it again and that's basically got the players offside and now it's looking like there might, may not be any baseball this year. And it's difficult I mean, it's obviously difficult for, for for the common man to care in a fight between billionaires and millionaires, but th- they have done themselves absolutely no favors here. They've basically, through their own greed, and and not just with the MLB, uh, not just with majors coming back, but also like with these stories you're reading about um, uh, franchises furloughing their minor league players. It's just little things like that when you've got dudes who are worth billions and billions of dollars, not you know not shelling out a couple of hundred grand for things that will, um, I guess, command so much goodwill. It's just a really yeah. bad look. And, and like
2: the things things aren't going well in the States at the moment. And like, obviously sport is, as you say, it's like, it, it's it's so easy to, not obviously easy to regulate, like as we're seeing with the NRL, but like it's something that's so simple that can provide a lot of joy in people's lives, whether that's the minors or whether that's, you know, the MLB, but like, it's just, it's just so short-sighted. Like they are cutting off their nose despite their face. Despite the fact that like they're worth billions and billions of dollars as a conglomerate, like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I quickly, especially with the minus thing. Like, why would like the, these so bikes aren't on? Yeah, they're not on it's millions of PR. dollars.
1: It's like two hundred k for you. Yeah, come on, but man. I had, a, I had a quick look at this. Um, there's only five owners who have a net worth of below a uh, billion dollars, and only one owner that has a net worth of more than uh, few, uh, under five hundred million dollars. One. And tough, that guy's worth four, times. And that guy's worth $400 million. So, uh, yeah, there's just no excuse for it. There's, there's just yeah. no excuse to behave in this way when it's just so easy to command goodwill by doing the bare minimum. You can't even do that. I think it's a great question, and they have well and truly screwed the pooch. Uh, uh, Warwick Hearn again. Seeing as Remember the Titans was a talking point for any of their game
0: reviews last year, what horse-related movie slash TV show could you talk about instead of the Broncos performances? <laughs> Saddle Club. Saddle Club. Saddle oh Club's a good one. <laughs> could
2: we, uh, we couldn't even
1: get Mr. Ed. We didn't even get Mr. Ed. But you got yeah, Saddle we could Club. go Mr. Ed. We could discuss <laughs> Pegasus' role in Hercules. Oh, uh, we could just talk about Seabiscuit every week.
2: The movie. Uh, we could just talk about like the the horses, just the racing. Oh, uh, hang on. I mean, what?
1: We should just do an episode of BoJack Horseman every week. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just we'll just. There just we go. Stri- or, like, I could just read the form um, and just change the horses' names to Broncos players.
1: That works. Mitch, do you hate the Broncos more than Bojack Horseman hates himself?
0: Yes. It's kind of <laughs> the same thing, though, isn't free it? Kick.
1: <laughs> it's pretty close.
0: Uh, next question. M says In the movie Notting Hill, the characters fight over the last brownie at a dinner party by trying to one up each other based on who has the saddest story. <laughs> oh, my God. Based on your team's performances this week, who gets the boom rookies brownie?
2: Like,
1: oh, that's... I think, I think I mean, I'm, out.
0: I,
2: my I'm definitely... team ended up getting the actual brownie, so you know. Oh, that's true. You don't want that.
1: I think I'm no. definitely not in the running. I think it's one of you two.
2: I'll no, let it's... you make your case. On this week, it's definitely Mitch.
1: I don't know about that, yeah. dude. Because like like obviously the manner in which they lost and the like pathetic performance was bad, but they, it was still the Roosters. They were still the be, like the best team in the comp that they yeah, lost true. to. They true. were down on players. No one really expected them to win. You guys played the Bulldogs, and you didn't yeah. score a try.
2: We suck. We're bad.
1: Yeah. We uh, can't I, even I I be the really worst team not.
0: properly. We can't even be the proper worst team. This sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have to... I think I would... Like, if I was a fan of one of your teams, I think if I was a Broncos fan, I would be very frustrated in what's happening, but I could see that, like... With some on and off field moves, that they could perhaps turn this around and 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 be be you know be even by next year they could they could turn things around. I just don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Dragons. And given not just the loss yesterday, but then the result, the mm. fallout from the emergency meeting today, I think it has to go to Dale. But uh, I'm happy, the listeners can let us know. But I, I think I think Dale Roots has it.
2: We I mean. Dragons fans are hoping that the light at the end of the tunnel is the train at this point.
0: (laughs) I mean, speaking of emergency meetings, Anthony Seabold told the players to have tough conversations with each other today, as if that's not his his job. Oh, yeah, you guys talk tough to each other. (laughs) It's an internal performance review, but it's your mates. Okay. Yeah. Don't make make the hard decisions, you do it. And I'll keep picking Darius Boyd, because why the fuck not? Benji Marshall can get dropped, but Darius Boyd can't. Okay. Um, Jack Cronin. I've seen some chat about the A-League recently wanting to move to a winter season. Would be keen on some perspective from people who are into football, such as the A-League, as to how you think it would go against the NRL versus AFL. From an outsider, it seems like it would be a disaster.
2: It's the worst idea that's been floated in football in the last 20 years.
1: It is such a bad idea. I can't even put it into words how bad of an idea it is.
2: Yeah, it's stupid.
1: The only appeal you... Like, I'm sorry, we all love our football and we and we, and we, and we enjoy the A-League, but it, the, 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 uh, the, the number of people that go to Sydney FC games who also have an NRL team or the number of people that go to Melbourne Victory Games and yep. also have an AFL team, it, it's huge. The amount of people who just support an A-League club and no other sporting team but like, it's a very small amount of people. No, it's it a would very, be very almost it
2: would be almost
1: zero. I, and I'm sorry, and the majority I love, of the, the I love of the Sydney FC, but there's mostly. no chance there's no chance in the world that 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 I would be going to a Sydney FC game over a Rabbitohs game. Yeah, none.
2: Yeah. So and,
1: and there's and there's thousands of people like me. So yeah. Uh, I did notice that Gavin Bannerman replied to Jack's comment saying the pro is that it would align with the state comps. The cons are competing for crowds and venues with other codes out of sync with the Northern Hemisphere leagues and that he doesn't think it would be viable. I think that's, that's very well summed up. They they would be
2: secondary or tertiary tenants in every ground that they play at. There's obviously the whole thing about like the aligning with winter seasons and not being able to pick teams, like not being able to pick players from winter seasons and things like that. But like, the biggest biggest thing for me is that it would just, it would completely decimate the league as a viable viewing option for a lot of
1: people. I mean, the ratings are already bad, but can you imagine, can you imagine if like the A-League's on like main event three or whatever, like whilst there's AFL and NRL games on? Give me a break. Terrible idea. It would would kill the league. I genuinely think it would not only be a bad idea, but that the league would die. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean... um... Yeah, nothing to disagree with. You guys No, you're more elite fans than I am. And when it's going to turn you away, Vanguard, that's a lot of their fan base. Anyway, next question. I mean, Jack Cronin again. Yeah. If You haven't already... Would take some takes on what's actually going wrong on the field for the Dragons, right? On the Ben
1: Hunt needs to wear a new jersey and Paul McGregor lost the dressing room. Well, the thing is, Jack, the other team just wanted it more.
2: They did. They wanted it a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, they uh, can't...
2: Uh,
0: they- they can't Go on, so you, on, you, got go it. you got it, it
2: mate. Uh, as I said, my big thing, as I discussed in the previous podcast, like the, the dragons, the dragons' problem for me is not the fact that they can't get the ball down the opposition's end. The problem for me is that they get down there and they don't know what to do with it. They are completely devoid of any attacking of, uh, any attacking creativity. Um, ben Hunt needs assistance in he needs he needs a spark. He's He's a decent attacking player and he can kick relatively well. But like I watched Norman, Corey Norman play this week and I know that he's not meant to be the saviour of the team, but he made – and I also know that he was playing at fullback, but his involvement in the game was so minor that it he may as well not have – like we could have played a kid at fullback and there wouldn't have been too much of a difference um as I said it's a, it's, a, it's a simple thing like it's a yardage game and we can get 60% of the way but then we can't get the rest of the way and if you can't get the rest of the way then you can't score points
0: yeah I mean they they also play an, off, an offence or a brand of rugby league that's outdated now they play really slow when they have the ball in hand and, and they, they still are not not fully hooked on the block play but they still play a lot of similar plays like that and they're not playing fast or to the line and Anytime you watch them play, they look like the slowest team on the field. They just do. It, they look slower than their position. And speed matters yeah. in rugby league, both vertically and horizontally. And if you're slower than your team, the other team horizontally, it's a pretty basic game. But the team who's sold on the team horizontally generally loses more than they win. It's just that, yeah. you know, there is numbers back that up. I haven't got them in front of me. I'm pulling a Gus Gould right now, but it's a rugby league fact. And if you move sl- slower across the field, you lose the game.
2: Yeah. And, and not just, as I said, I mean, like... The dragons last week and the week previous, they look like they look like when JT was just towards the end of his career, and yeah. like he obviously the mind was willing, but the, the body was weak. And it was every fourth tackle was like a four or five man block play, or every kick was just one out from the ruck. There was no adventure. Um, the, the speed of the game just isn't there. I mean, as as we said in the previous podcast, like we all love James Graham, but the bloke is as slow as a week in prison. Um, and he gets turtled every time he gets tackled and that kind of stuff kills the momentum. And like, obviously the bloke tries his guts out, but it's really frustrating to watch um, the players around him kind of devolve to his level, which is a real shame, considering they've got some good players. Like Frizzell's a decent player. Paul Vaughan's a decent player. Like he's a rep. Rep. Kangaroo, you know, I don't mind Josh Kerr. There's some other blokes in there who, you know, who are in and out of the team. Jacob Post, who like they're fine, but as I said, it's just, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's energy sapping. It's that slow. It is watching paint dry rugby league, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, okay. Andy Custon says, since Link achieved more fame in one night than his father ever has or will, okay, the bunnies haven't won a game. Neither have any of your teens. When will you remove this fraud and reinstate Pickles as the true king of podcast dogs?
1: They're both. <laughs> they're, they're both. they both, both good. they both good boys. They're they're all good dogs, Brent. Like, mm. I mean, first of all, Andy, number one. <laughs> I mean, number two. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's really
2: he's really mugged you off here too.
1: He has. Um, Link's not a fraud. He's a very good boy. Thank you for your question. Must,
2: speaking speaking of dogs, must must shout out to my dad's Greyhound Simba, who is the cutest noodle hound of all time. He's a very oh. very happy boy. Can't Good. sit but loves a loves a lay down. He's
0: doing his best. He's too long. And he's got a question for you, Dale. He said, Are you glad they took the two?
2: Oh man, I'm so <laughs> glad
0: they took the two.
2: Is it, is it like the first time we've been in front all season? We're Maybe. in front for like ten minutes. It was That's blissful. Yeah, it
0: was great. You were in front of the Panthers, weren't you, for a while there, I think? Uh, that's not real, not though.
1: Really you know, so I, don't, I feel uncomfortable oh, yeah. with that. That's funny. Uh,
0: Sand Andy also says Is the discussion of fans returning to stadiums premature?
1: This is a tough one because, like, I mean, because it's not like they're just throwing the gates open and letting people cram in. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you're just having a few people sitting in every bay, I, uh, I think it's. I don't think it's that big a deal. Why? It's, I don't think how it's any different to people sitting in a restaurant.
2: No, I, I agree with that. Especially with, like, we we'll see in the coming days how things happen with, say, the COVID, like uh, the Black Lives Matter protests all around the country. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's a big difference between that. As as the chief health uh, chief health officer said uh, today or yesterday, there's a big difference between that and a few people sitting in a restaurant or sitting at a footy ground. But all of these grounds that they're playing games at um, have the ability to play, like to sit people both above and below, so you'll be able to spread people out. Look, if if they were to say we can keep you can keep the ground at twenty percent capacity, so for for Western Sydney Stadium that'd be what uh, five thousand people roughly, so six thousand people. So let's just say if you you can let twenty percent capacity in, and they have to be spread out. You can't sit like you seat every second row; it's reserved seating. You have to have three seats between you and every other person. Like that's, you know. Yeah. It, 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 can, it can be done and I think it will be done in the coming probably four weeks. Um, but I don't think we'll be at a point where we have full crowds until we get to the finals at best.
1: I Yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's premature though. I think, uh, I mean... It's pretty well contained in this country. Coronavirus now. If people yeah.
1: going to the pub to watch footy. They can sit in a stadium with no one within ten meters of them and watch footy. And,
0: and they're and they're opening the grounds up
2: to to commercial partners now. Anyway, so you'll be able to go into a go into a corporate box. How is yeah, that right. any different to sitting? You know, as I said, if you keep it to a twenty-five or twenty percent rule, how is that any different to sitting in the open air um, with you know three or four of your mates? Say, let's just say twenty percent. You can only have groups of five, and you all, you all have to sit in alternate rows. Something like that. There'll be, there'll be a workaround. I guarantee it. Okay.
0: Uh, and Sam in two weeks,
2: the AFL will come in and say we did it first. There you go.
0: Anyway, Sam asks, it's a question for me. He said, who would you rather have the Broncos as the Broncos coach? Uh, Seabold, Henjack, Griffin, Nathan Brown, or Mary? This wow. is an easy one for me. And this will show you the opinion I have of all the other coaches there. But it's Anthony Griffin.
1: It is. I think it's. I think it very clearly is. I think. it I, yeah. I, I, I saw that list, and he um, and he jumped off as the clear choice.
2: I, I just want Anthony yeah. Griffin
1: to have some kind of like Broncos podcast,
2: but it's just like ASMR with Hook. So like every week That's he goes right. over his selection decisions, but it's
1: to put people to sleep. He does have a very soothing voice. He does. He's very restful.
2: He's the Bob Ross of rugby
1: league. Thank God, I hate him. But like. <laughs>
0: I'm mean, I tell you what. I'll tell you one thing. His team did not quit like our team have have done many a time in the last eighteen months. That's for damn sure.
2: I mean, you guys would have like he was a decent organizer, but like you got this week, you guys would have lost. Like the chooks were really good, but you wouldn't have lost by sixty points.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Unless his they Broncos scored sixty points had, had, in
2: twenty minutes at the end of the game.
0: His Broncos team had problems. He had a much worse roster than what Seabold has at his disposal. Anyway, next uh, next question. Simo Ali says, "Now that every team has to have alliteration in their name, this is now officially make them the Tweed Heads Titans.
1: Why not? Yes, yes. The
0: Sabados well, sure. doesn't doesn't work very well, but we'll go for it. Doesn't work, does it? Well, what I mean, Redfern
1: Redfern Rabbit was yeah. right there, mate. It was right. I was going to say also, no. it's it's a
2: shame Sabadeaus. that they're they're in Redfern <laughs> no, because
1: no.
2: <laughs> you could you could you could have the sabbatos, but they would have to be based in." The eastern suburbs, and they could just be like the NRL's Jewish team, and they can't play on Saturdays.
1: I like it. Did you? I, I've been involved in this ridiculous argument with people at work for several months now. Um, the, the term inner south has never been a thing, right? Like not, no in, has, not in Sydney, no. So, yeah, sorry. What I mean by that is like, um, now sometimes we'll write in articles that, like for example, oh mascot in Sydney's inner south and I'm just like I've never heard the term inner south before in my life but we started using it in like a geographical sense to describe suburbs in the south of Sydney and it's, it's I, quite annoying. I don't
2: I don't have too much of a problem with that you ha- also have to remember that like mascot uh mascot Redfern all those suburbs they used to be part of South Sydney Council yeah. And that was taken into City of Sydney in the 80s, I think. But like oh, I the Inner South Council now, Dale Roots, But yeah. yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but like, pe- it, it does make me laugh when people are like, um, "Canterbury in Sydney's West." It's like, it's it borders like Petersham, which is uh, in.
1: Uh, I've always said that Burwood is the Inner West line. Yeah, yeah. of Burwood.
2: Burwood Plaza is where is where the Inner West meets Correct. the West. Like I'm, like, really I'm in Southfield, it. and it's definitely Western Sydney.
1: I'm glad we agree.
0: Okay, next question. Oh god, here we go. Bird Andrew's here again with his long asked questions. Um,
2: <laughs> if a place is a court,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. After the I've, Eels and I've, Manly he game, on, on one of those goofy wigs when he types in those questions to it. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does.
0: After the Eels and Manly game on Saturday, lots of talk about introducing some form sort of Hawkeye technology to allow the bunker to roll and forward passes. Seems to bird as though people have suggested this without properly considering how much this could change the game. I.e., people will think it's a good idea until the team they back throw a cutout ball at 50-50 and it result, results an on on-field call or try, but the Hawkeye picks it up and the decision is overturned. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? And if you do, what are they? Well, this is...
1: It's exactly what he mentioned There is exactly the problem with how the offside works with VAR. It's like... Yeah. I understand when... It's a. I understand that unfortunately, with offside, you're either offside or you're not, right? So, like, if they are offside, they're offside, and there's not really any wiggle room. But at the same time, VR wasn't brought in to call a guy offside who's got, you know, like one one tiny one millimeter of his the toe of one of his boots, which didn't give him any competitive advantage at all, was in front of the last man. Like when they're getting like the lines out and measuring it and sort of going across the plane and stuff. That's not what it was brought in for, and I'm worried that the scenario he's describing with the forward pass is that a very similar thing could happen, where you could have a pass that's forward by a couple of millimeters, turn overturning a call, and you know, and if that did happen, the same people who are calling for this, as I said on the previous podcast, the same people who want this would be slamming their technology, saying, like, that's not what it's for, that's not that's yeah. not rugby league. It'd be the exact same thing as offsides in soccer. So yeah, yeah. it's very much, very much a double edged sword.
2: My my thing is that like the, the the offside rule in football was was invented and brought in to stop people from goal hanging, like to stop people from sitting yeah. in the box and just having the ball chucked on. It's the same kind of thing in rugby league. Like the forward pass rule was invented so that you couldn't throw the ball downfield. It's not in the spirit of the law of the game to have us basing us basing these calls on millimeter perfect linear T square lines that are exactly perpendicular to the, the rule. Now, obviously, the, the call on the weekend was wrong. But, like, the, the ball went forward. It, obviously, it went backwards out of the hand, but it floated forward. We're not going to be able to get to a situation where we're going to have a, an, a, an exactly perpendicular line to the sidelines and be judging things millimetre to millimetre. Uh, unfortunately, it's the kind of the grey area within the way that the rule is written that has to come backwards out of the hand, and it was the wrong call. But I don't think that Hawkeye would fix it, let alone solve
0: the problem. Agree have agreed with that. We also touched on this in our prior podcast, if you are, want, want to have a bit of a dive into that. But uh, Matt Coleman's next question. Two weeks in a row, Link has been misbreeded by members of the Fox League commentary team. When will they finally accept that Spitz rights are human rights?
1: Yeah. So I didn't hear, I didn't have the sound on this week when he was on show on TV. I know Phil Gould called him a collie last week. I can't remember what they called him on Fox. Um Ryan Fletcher did call him a beautiful dog, though. So, she had a Ryan Fletcher. This week um, they called him a Pomeranian. So, I'm very uh, sorry for that. Well, to be fair, ask. a Pomeranian is literally just a smaller version of him. So, yeah. It's not, that's it's not fair. agree. It's not egregious. Um, anyway, he, he is a very good boy, is my answer. Okay.
0: Uh, M's question again Seeing a switching jersey numbers is all the rage at the moment. Can you think of a player you'd actually like to see out of position, even just for the LOLs? i tell you uh, what, Emma's well, Brent, come in Brent, recently, by the way. Emma's come in as a patron just last week. These are some fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's shooting in. She shot in that one, and the one earlier, if you've gotten, that she was the Notting Hill one about uh, the Boom Rookies Brownie earlier. Yeah, yeah that's a good very one. Very good work. Good shout.
2: Um, this one, I, I mean, we had Brandon Smith playing prop this week.
0: We have coordinates uh, in the back row. That's not yep, that
2: fun. We did have that. Um, I would like to see
0: Isaac Luke play fullback. I mean, is that one of the greatest ones ever was Brayton Nasser playing fullback? That was the greatest. Yeah, uh, That was that great.
1: Chris, Chris was Sandow good. also played fullback. He
0: did. He did.
1: Um, I would like... Wait. from a Look, given that the question said even just for the lols, the funniest thing I can think of is Josh Dugan playing hooker. Oh,
2: man. Oh, God. He would last 30 seconds. Or somebody like somebody like Tamalolo playing at fullback and having to make all those kick returns.
1: That would also be funny. Do you remember when Aiden
0: Caesar play hooker, then he was staring at the coach's box like, get yes, me the fuck out of field. Yes. 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 <laughs> Josh Dugan's going to be doing the same thing. Oh, oh, man.
2: That was like, wasn't that last
1: season? Like halfway through last season? Because a the, year before. Yeah, was that, was the, the year, year before. Yeah, before. Right. It was either last year or 2018, but yeah, that was funny.
2: He spent half the time he was playing at hooker looking to the sideline as to what to do and how the rest of the time that he was in there looking at Ricky in the, in the stands.
0: Yeah, and... Um, I also enjoyed, at a bloody representative level, that Kalen Ponga was a forward. So oh, he played didn't... luck, yes. <laughs> yeah. For my entertainment value, I want to, I want to see Dave Fafi to play fullback. That'd, mm-hmm. that'd be fun for me. I don't know how it would go, but why not? Um, what's it, and, then, and one I'd like to see that's not for the lols. That's very difficult for me to answer because, I mean... Jet players generally find their position. Hey, like I, I think I'm thinking of running with a good position switch and I, I can't really think of any.
1: Well, if, if, if this question had been from a week ago, I'd say I'd like to see that Cameron Murray play in the middle. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But uh, that situation's been rectified. Um, Ethan Lowe at 5'8". Why not? Yeah. I'm still shocked that it didn't happen the last two weeks. Disappointing.
0: <laughs> um, G says, what do you think of Oates going to second row and Coates starting on the wing? And is there a coin <laughs> we
1: could swap him to the Senate? Oh, my God. <laughs> the fans are they're on fire this week. They're, oh. bringing, they're bringing us the entertainment. What a plot twist. Uh, um, okay.
0: <laughs> you did ask me this, go said at the start, but uh, I kind of hate it. I, I could have understood it if it happened last week because it was like a two-week thing. But it's like you make our backline weaker to put him in the back row for one week and then paying guys back. And it's just mixing the combinations up again. It's a desperate man being desperate. I don't know why he wasn't desperate last week. He went into last week's game being ready to lose. And now this week, he's like throwing all the experience in the lineup, hoping that'd work. With Joe O on the edge as well. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. But uh, I'm pro uh, Xavier Coid coming into the side in <laughs> a couple of weeks. Um. Bert Andrews says, how psyched are we about the debut of Fast Guy?
1: I'm so keen. Yes, it's what we're here for.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're here for the hammer being thrown. And we all know that uh, Paul Green will only last about three weeks till he drops drops this man. So enjoy it while you can. But I'm, I'm keen to see it happen. There got a lot of questions this week. We might start speeding up a little here. But Gavin Bannerman says, if a team season is cooked, should the coach just embrace it? Like throw the ball around, cards in the sheds, why pretend to play shapes and talk about resilience if it's not your go? Go back out there and enjoy it.
1: <laughs> um, resilience is not my go. Like, um yeah, that why not? I mean, every talking head on TV wants a return to 80s rugby league. This is it. Make them all go work yeah, on uh, building sites during the week, sink some piss and then just chuck the ball around. Good idea. I'm here for
0: it. <laughs> I'm about it. Make it happen. Oh, that was great. Man, people were on fire this week. Harvey G, which coach in our era has the biggest disparity between aptitude and games coach, i.e. which fraud has managed to stay in the job that should have been fired from the longest, and which coach can be skidding the most hard done by, it, given they had more games in charge of a club? Okay, well, easy one. Nathan Brown's obviously the peak fraud. Yeah, and a uh, coaches at hard done by is when any time Dez Haslett gets punted and then Michael Maguire, it was probably time to go at South, but he's still a good enough coach at kind of hard done by.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to throw Jason Taylor in there as well. Is mm. it a fraud? No, God, no. I, I think, <laughs> well, it's a bad sign for me that you didn't know which subject I was nominating him for. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think he will get another job, but I thought he was... I thought, I mean, obviously we know what happened at Souths and then we know what happened with Robbie Farrett, at the Tigers, which very much derailed his time there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's always he's always been a very, very good assistant coach. And it seems like if he didn't have his past, I feel like he would be getting sounded out the head coaching jobs. And I think, you know, the, he did a very good job at Parramatta for that one year and did a very good job at Souths from 2007 to 2009 for the most part with, with limited players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he, he's definitely a guy, I think, because it is very like honestly, there are not that many guys who got chances that didn't des- like. Sorry, that didn't get. The, you're not really guys. Can think of that really fit that description. Like a guy who only had like one, maybe two head coaching gigs and, and deserved more. Like usually, as yeah. we know, You get what guys, you deserve. Sorry, they get what they deserve. Head exactly, coaches, and you, but usually, guys, if they get one chance, it's because they're a disaster, or it's they get multiple chances even if they're like moderately okay. So just because of that, I think I think he's I think I think he's one that springs to mind. Um, uh,
2: just on the on the fraud level, I know it's not an NRL coach, but uh David Kidwell.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is a peep for any game he coached in New Zealand was game too long. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean <laughs> like it completely completely ruined New Zealand uh their their national team and then is now coaching the Mario All Stars. So good good luck to him. But,
0: but, did kind of launch Tonga, which is a well, you know, accident. But...
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the sliding doors moment. It's good to a kid we're getting coaching.
0: The oh, key actually, is we that... is still one of the greatest press conferences. The, the key, key is in the name. Me. Can it's I just the have the the key is I cool. out
1: there? Because now that Dale's jotted my memory a little bit there. I think in terms of first grade coaching, I mean Michael Hagen only really got two chances. Won a comp with the Knights, had a winning record at Parramatta. And then mm. since then, he was basically the brains of the Queensland origin team for a decade. So he might be another guy in that in that deserves another first grade crack category.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, next question. Jack Colley, what do you think of Jerome Humes a halfback? Personally, I don't think the Storm is seriously contending with him there when he appears much more suited elsewhere.
1: Uh, yeah, I, it's difficult to argue with that. I, I, think I, he's their, agree. I think he's their best. My thing is like he's their best
2: option there, but I don't think it's his best position.
0: Weirdly, I agree. I think he's their best option there, and he's doing his best there, but it's just mm-hmm. not his go. As I said earlier, resilience really is not his go. Halfback is not Hughes's go. I'm a fan of his, but um, I think they'll be looking back into the market in a year or two to, to find the answer there. Um, okay, we've got four more questions from Harvey G before we hit Twitter. Man, there's a lot of Patreon questions. Love you guys. Good uh, on Harvey problem. G, settle, settle an argument. Is Ricky Stewart a good first grade coach? Yes. Yes? I mean, uh, irrefutably yes for me now at this point, but Ricky is a man who was lucky to get the opportunity he did because he didn't deserve to get the the length in first grade as he got. He just didn't. He had such a terrible record for a while there and turned the Cronulla and Parramatta into basket cases. But he ended up at the right club now, and he got to learn lessons and bounce back for them because of his job at Origin. Um, he's a lucky man, but he's a, he is irrefutably now a good first-grade coach. I don't believe he yeah. was when he got the greatest gig.
1: I, re- yeah, I, I agree I, with that. That's, that's probably yeah. fair.
2: I mean, it's to the point now where, like, he's Canberra's dad. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think I mean, he's, he's a great coach for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's just like players, you know, learn and improve, coaches do as well. And it's just not very often they get long enough time to do that if they're an early failure. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's been good. Anyway, Harvey's next question. We hear a lot about the Seabolds. So That's Bennett War of Words. Has any coach taken a bigger and more savage shot at Seabold than Adaro Bryan did when he decided to hire the assistant coaches who made yeah. Harvard Tony Cumbertson <laughs> in
2: 2018?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what he did, right? It's like yeah. he just... Went and got the guys that made South good in twenty eighteen and other knights are good.
2: Yeah. And he <laughs> like he and he absolutely played him from underneath himself. Like it was a master strike. And like surely you see that coming too.
0: Surely. Yeah. But but I mean counterpoint, Adam O'Brien's also managed by Isaac Mogas like Seabold is. So don't uh, don't count your chickens there. We might be mm. still, maybe we'll steal one or two of those. <laughs> Uh, Harvey again, final coach question. If you're in charge of an absolute dog shit club, would you say fuck it and give the Walker brothers a chance to see if their theories work in the NRL <laughs> or do you hate fun?
1: Yes, of course. Why not?
0: Yeah, we can we can tie that into our sinking piss and not thinking
2: resilience is a thing.
1: Uh, for
0: me, fuck them. <laughs> Having paid attention to Q Cup for long enough, they there's a reason they're not Q Cup coaches anymore and they did some bizarre things and they think they're better than what they are and they did have a good year and it was fun. But they thought that made them the the originators of anything, you know, entertaining in rugby league, which isn't true. Not everything they did was entertaining. You watch a team play that way and drop the ball a hundred times, and you find entertainment in it because I don't. Um, and then, and the fact that they they were they were arrogant and, and broke they broke the Ipswich Jets tie with the Broncos essentially, which you know the Newcastle benefited from now, but that hurts the Jets on having that tie. And and then also they did bonkers things like telling players who left they couldn't come back. As if in reserve grade, you have that right. As if you have that right to say that in reserve grade. Like, yes, some players, they did allow back, but it was like, oh, if you go somewhere else, you'll regret it. We made you kind of bullshit. No, you didn't. You're a reserve grade coach. You guys train part-time. And also, they make them train for three hours and four games, and that's retarded. What? I don't care who, who, what coach, what sport is. That is stupid. They do that on game day.
1: That's ridiculous. So,
0: so no, I don't want them tied to my team and driving us further into the ground.
1: I like that he said absolutely dog shit club and you immediately thought of your own team. Interesting. Yes.
0: Well, as, a, as an absolutely dog shit club that <laughs> just happens to have good proximity, based in Brisbane. <laughs> and, and places. Yes. Uh, the last patron question, Harvey G says, next time Payne asks for if drag their spud teammates over the line for a W, should they break? With the most sacred rugby tradition of all time and say full credit to me instead of that, would love it. Yeah, Yeah, I just want to credit us, just me and uh, (laughs) um, they
1: definitely before before you jump over to Twitter, I got sent a question on Facebook anonymously. Um, it's a very anonymous question. question, a very good question. Um, so it was. Uh what are your thoughts on the social crossroad of Erin Mullen in NRL sledging groups? Like usually the sexists hate her, but now the sexists who are also racist can't decide if what she did was good or bad.
2: <laughs> These people are the, the confused uh Larry David at this point. Like Yeah. Well, it must be it must be hard being being racist and sexist and being confused as to which is worse.
0: <laughs> you know? It's one of those things. It's just like when I didn't like Latrell Mitchell because because I don't like the plaudits he got gotten. Similar, it's not the color of his skin. It's same with Erin Mullen. I think she's a goddamn terrible broadcaster, and I hate being lumped in with those kind of people. The sexists. but uh, what she, what she said is like nineteen eighties racism. You know, it's not even it's not even quality racism.
2: Yeah, like it's low. It's low tier. It's it's come on. Like we're you know if you're gonna be racist. Give us some better gear.
1: You know, It's yeah. poor. Well, I mean, I would advise people to not be racist, but yes, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but even
0: even like the dumb bigger to be embarrassed by this one, right? Like, oh my god, she's making us We're look not... stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's one making racism look stupid. I read, I I read stupid. the story before I heard the clip, so I read the story and I was like, that sounds really bad. What an idiot! And then I actually heard and I was like, holy shit! Like, that's 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 a that's yeah, a bad look. <laughs> it oh, was an god. in joke.
2: And then, on, and then back to and then back to hosting the broadcast later in the week. So
1: it was an in yeah. joke for anyone who ever listened to a Twelfth Man CD.
2: <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like the Twelfth Man was funny, but it also came out in nineteen
0: eighty-three. Mate, great, great program still. Anyway, Matty McP says, "Is it too late to call the season off again?"
2: I I actually think the rugby league is a shit sport.
1: I love that he's such a glutton for punishment. He basically asks the same questions on two different platforms. (laughs) Yes, I do
0: like that. That is a man who is in a world of pain. (laughs) I love him, man. Uh, Frankie says, now that footy is shit and pointless, (laughs) what hobby are you taking up? I'm considering joining Antifa or Antifa, I don't know how to say it properly, by the way, to finally bring down a society.
2: (laughs) Um, The problem for... Uh, Frankie is that somebody's going to mistake him for like a piece of rubble and throw him at the cops. Um, the The hobby that I'm taking up knitting, um, one of the girls from work trying to teach me how to knit. Um, so that's going to make my nan really proud. So I'm trying to give knitting a go. If anybody's got any advice, hit me up.
1: Um, I've, used lockdown make scarf. To, I've used a lockdown to get pretty good at FIFA. Like oh. I'm starting to, yeah, I'm starting to knock off some pro players. I'm playing really well, getting elite in weekend league every week. So that, that's my new hobby. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, I've
0: started playing. Here's one for you, badminton. Okay, Ooh. great. Oh, no,
1: yep. Yeah, I so You can be... sh- say the word shuttlecock.
0: <laughs> no, but I, but I do like saying "bash my cock" and similar kind of witty <laughs> comment, like you know, as as you would as as I would do. You know, anyway, I um, we, me and the misses have been going to parks and similar more while you know we're. Uh, Back loud back out in the world, and we have been going to you know have cooking a barbecue down in the park or similar, and then just you know bashing the old cock around as you say, throwing it this way or that way, and uh, it's it's not that fun. It's way more fun than the dumb sport looks.
2: Yes, I would agree with that point. That is, if that is a, a, a pertinent point.
0: Basically, because you can yeah, bash it's good the goddamn website. You can bash the goddamn
2: world. You can. Yeah, Exactly. You can hit it as hard as you want and
0: it can only go like 30 kilometers an hour when it gets to you. Yeah, so it's good fun. I'm up there like I'm like, hitting it as hard as I can, you know, like slap shotting and everything and it's just going, it goes like 10 meters and like whatever. That was great fun. I don't have to like chase the ball I smacked a million miles away.
1: Um, yeah. Also with pubs reopening, I'm going to try this new thing called binge drinking. Um, oh, it's good. It's <laughs> all the rage. <laughs>
0: That's like a throwback to your your, your old man's days, mate. It's been so long. Hey, something you're doing yeah, to your, dad, right. to your dads. Yeah,
2: It's it is going to be like when, when pubs properly reopen and we can kind of not have restrictions on crowds. It is yeah. it is going to feel a lot like you know ten fifteen years ago when you were first going <laughs> to pubs.
1: It you honestly like will. A, hey, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, we didn't get the full experience on Sunday. Went to the pub. They weren't doing food, so we were, but we were allowed to bring Domino's into the pub. So oh, that's fine. But still, it's, well, that's that's just, still.
0: You've na- you, you nailed it though. Like two of the three times I've gone out, been allowed back out, I have got white girl wasted again not knowing my <laughs> limits, just being so excited I'm at a pub again. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Joey is goat says when Caleb Ponga taught the Raiders defensive line for a suburb individual try and a stunning man of a match performance, who was more upset? Raiders fans, Ricky Stewart or Broncos fans because they aren't signing him?
2: Surely it's Broncos fans. I mean you guys you guys will put him in and put the green curtains up around Boyd.
0: Now, now one thing I just want to tell Knights fans now to enjoy your success. Don't make it about us. You attack (laughs) Broncos fans all you want, but you know, the good thing about being a good team is you can attack everybody. Everyone's your target, not just the Broncos open up a little, you know, throw shade out everywhere. Don't just waste your time on the Broncos salt. It's tired. You're better than us. Move forward. (laughs) Anyway, Daniel's got angry. He said he missed the old Broncos. Just a just a comment. Oh. (laughs) Um. He asked. He says as well. He said a few months ago I had blinds installed. The man who did them saw my '97 Super League Broncos signed footy in the hallway, and they were talking about how he did work on Lockie's house that he rents out for his wife's parents. He still has Lockie's number. Should I ask for his number so he can chat about? Sorry, so he can chat about how shit Ben Hunt is on the pod. <laughs> um, I would, I would be, that would be good gear to get.
1: In all seriousness, no, you have to respect people's privacy, but it would be hilarious. But also, uh, yeah, I think Lockie has
0: enough platforms to say how shit Ben Hunt is. <laughs> it seems to be every second week. He's good. the man who doesn't have to worry about being silenced. say that much. Okay. Goddamn Gunner says, why
1: is Tim Smith the goat of rookies and why have the Storm fucked the Broncos? Can we just, again, sorry, just to go for a slight Tim Smith-related tangent. I'm sick of this guy. Who is this dude? Yes. He's, he's trending all the fucking time. It's bullshit. I, can't, I I get up, I come online, I see trending, Australia, Tim Smith. I'm like, he's back. And then, no, it's some guy calling Dan Andrews a dictator. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the worst thing about that, right, is during lockdown, it could have
0: potentially been Tim Smith because it could have been a classic game. It was the real Tim Smith.
2: Unfortunately, it was a small man in a small city named Melbourne. Get
0: get, get out of here. Just stop. Cut it out. Okay. Anyway, next question. (laughs) Joey is Goat says, if leaving the Broncos means Shibasaki can catch the ball and Masa- M- McCulloch can last 80, then should ha- Payne Haas also leave the Broncos to reach his potential of running 450 metres every game? It's tough <laughs> to argue. <laughs> it's very true. I mean, Andrew McCulloch could always play 80. I- I'm, again, Knights fans, happy you're enjoying him for now. Having a random good game when your team's on top is not Andrew McCulloch's problem. He still went for his random dive, over, but we'll see. Give it a couple of weeks. Oh, speaking of pies, Josh says, "Is Adam McCulloch the buy of the season?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far, maybe.
0: God, ridiculous! Happy Coruscant, If it, even just talking hookers, absolutely shitting on him right now, Henry. Yeah, fair point. Anyway, next question. Uh, Joey, Jesus Christ, he he wasn't lying when he our good friend Carlo when he said he was a. Uh, Looking out for question time. Joey's Goat says, "Performance by the Knights on the weekend was up there one of the best performances I've seen in my 30 years of the club's existence." There's no question. I'm just posting comments that don't involve me embarrassed being embarrassed by the team for a change. Yeah. Okay. And next one, he says, "Bradman's best start to the season and popular with fans of rugby league seems to have them into a one-way freight train." Why is he so popular?
1: Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's 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 just this strange timeline when Parramatta are playing the best footy of anyone, the knights are inspiring. Um yeah, it, it it must be hard for you, Mitchell, but uh we'll get through this.
0: So no, it's like um, two thousand
1: and one, but like sorry. without
2: the without the Broncos being good.
1: But as you said, I you it would be a lot easier for you to swallow if they would stop talking about Wayne Bennett, even now. But they just kind of Oh, help. that's literally
0: literally one person that does that. <laughs> but he, you I, know I, I, yeah, you know, I got on board with everyone who listens to the podcast, know I jumped on board with the Adam O'Brien and David Ferner oh, yeah. establishment up there. My my hate of the of the Knights over the last few years is been lost <laughs> in my hate of Nathan Brown and Andrew Johns. That's not hating the Newcastle Knights, you know?
1: Yes. And I
0: hated the people defending Brownie. It's just like how like my Penrith haters subsided. It was Phil Gould and Anthony Griffin. It wasn't the Panthers. Uh, okay. Oh, and also, by the way, the real answer to his question, why is he so popular? One, his name, two, his supercoach score. Yep. Uh, Renegade dugongs. Which in that dictator, dictator or leader, sorry, would it, would it require more rights than the streets to be forced out of, their, out of their position? Donald Trump or Paul McGregor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, 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 if Paul McGregor that. tried
2: to call the army in, they'd probably like, they they'd be completely ineffective. They've had no they'd have no working formation. And any time they were shooting at anybody they'd they miss. You know?
0: They'd... And it's to be Ben Hunt's fault. Yeah, I was gonna say
2: Ben <laughs> Ben Hunt would have okay. to change into t- tank number six so that he would unleash his attacking potential.
0: Uh oh God now here we go. L V not L V zero five. They're all queuing up. Okay. Um when are the none of the way we're seeing K shirts coming out? Well oh, firstly that was out. our good
1: friend that was first that was our good friend Nick Campton's thing, not ours. And he was raising money for charity, LV. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on you. Exactly. Um, you go, yeah. Mean. And uh
0: anyway, L V again has the milk turned sour. Oh,
1: wow. I'm not, I'm not having this. I'm I not, just how realized to, I how I, how you. Asked, I think I think Knights fans are like Cleveland Browns fans in a lot of ways, and they're just gonna be insufferable when they're good. So yeah. We just have to deal with that. Not in the NFL because the Browns will never be good, but we're just going to have to deal with this in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, it is. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Uh,
0: not only again, will Darius have to turn the lights out as he will be the last man out of Red Hill?
1: Ouch. Oh, um, I was asked to remind you of the cowardice fine, by the way. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: God. That was the whole thing's been cowardice. The cowardice fine is cowardice but on the multiple fact that levels. They literally got fined for cowardice, is amazing. Yes. It is, but also, the cowards, even put, the person who made the decision won't even put their name on it. Another coward. Because apparently the players didn't do it. Some Someone in the media team blocked it, and that coward is still being a coward and should be fined again. The double, what is it? Double cowardice. Yep. Double
1: cowardice.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, not Elvy again. What will Seabold's excuse be this week? Well, he can't use the experience the excuse, but there'll be something. He's got all week to prepare again. He, yeah. He's got great excuses. Um, are Broncos fans ready to join the Blame Wayne game? I mean, well, firstly, we're not morons, so no. Uh, well, many of us are, but the, the one of us that aren't morons won't join that Bl- the Blame Wayne game. It's just convenient. Uh, and he also says, is Bradman already the best? I mean, one thing, I'm a big fan of Bradman Best because he's the thick boy. I'm down with the thickness, but <laughs> I'm done with the Bradman Best pun already. I'm done with them. Yeah. They're terrible. Okay. Still going. Uh, Goddamn Gunner asks, are we still Hoy boys or nah? Of course. Hell yeah, we are. Of course, yeah. I, yeah. Why wouldn't we be? Uh, Josh Robbo says, then I'll look at, NL, sorry, at a rugby union-style rule where the player could play on from catching the ball in goal if they can get a greater advantage rather than forcing it to be a 20-meter restart.
2: Um, That's an interesting point because often players would be... players' chasers would be in front of the 30 so they'd all be offside.
1: The, the problem it'll be is-
2: It would be interesting to see in practice...
1: How, how does it work though because like if you like do you have to dec- like do you have to like put your hand up or something because like you'll see you'll see guys who might be running out to the 20 to tap and you always see guys sort of try to get in their way to slow them down Yeah. Um how do you like is there a I don't know how it works I don't really watch rugby like do they have to like signal that they're not going to the 20 or something? No, so work?
2: like a fair a fair mark in rugby, you just have to call mark and then you can you get a free kick from that point.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is it, sorry, am I not understanding the question? Am I? I, I from what I understood from his question, Dale, he's saying that instead of when they catch the ball and then they jog out to the twenty, he's saying, yeah. Yeah. he's saying they can just run from wherever they are if there's like a gap that they can see, and then they my can. I mean, is, they, they, my like, question instead is, of how getting how a free kick on the twenty, no, yeah. it's not a free kick. That's what I'm saying. Like he's saying, the- yeah, you just run, like if if someone chips it to the corner, the winger is for some reason not there and the other winger catches it, like he might have a wide open lane to just run all the way up the field and score a try, for example, yeah. right? But like, instead of having to run to the middle of the field on the 20 and tap the ball. So Mike, like I'm saying, how do you signal that to make sure that like the defensive players don't then like cheat? And yeah. if they are running to the 20, oh, I thought he wasn't running to the 20 and they grab and, it.
2: And especially in a contested, especially in a cont- contested possession, yeah. Like a so bomb, like, like a, a chip or a put bomb, your for example. Hand in
1: the air or something? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's
2: good, but, I mean, it's a good it, it, yeah. yeah. It's a good idea. I mean it's it yeah. it, it, it provides an advantage to the attacking team that, that is meant to be there with the seven tackle set. But obviously yeah, maybe, it's a much much more fair. immediate if attacking the, if advantage. The,
1: if the player who catches the ball just has to like do the six again motion or something with their hand, but I think that probably works. So
2: yeah. It's
1: a good question. Okay. I like it. Next next question.
0: Nathan Thorson, Melbourne now being blamed for the Broncos' current predicament. What else can we blame on the club?
1: Um, oh, God. Global warming. Parramatta's premiership drought. Um... Well, then Adam O'Brien
0: came from down there at one point, so we can mm. now blame the Knights fans being absolute Gronks
1: on yep. um Michael Maguire also came, came from down there before South, did he not? Yeah. So that's everyone who hates Souths. Mm. That that's Melbourne's fault that they want premiers- mm. the a premiership. The South want a premiership. uh peep origin, I guess, in the Queensland origin dominance. Uh
2: hmm. taking taking games out of Sydney and Brisbane for Origin.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It, it, pretty much everything. It, people calling it rugby.
2: Yes, that's, that's their true. fault, not America's. It's it's yeah. just so it's
1: not. Victoria's I don't blame sport. the Americans. I blame Victoria, like I do for most things.
0: So it's kind of like Ben Hunt and the Storm, pretty much are responsible for everything we don't like in rugby yeah. league. See, so yeah. in
2: New South Wales and Queensland, we call it "training the house down," but in Melbourne, they call it "tramming the house down."
1: That's just weird. I got reminded again today of the fact that they call it a minimum chips at a fucking fish and chips. Yeah, no yeah, fight. they do
2: that. In, they do that in Canberra as well. There it's are some places, obnoxious. some people in Canberra mean? call it. Like yeah, it's like small. Yeah, I know a what it means. Amount, though,
1: yeah, yeah. It was rhetorical. It's just no, fucking it's, stupid. You can't go to the a and a minimum popcorn. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, none. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, thanks for that seg, boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want you to go. Next time you go to the cinema, I want you to go and ask for a minimum
1: popcorn. Oh, so I'm going to go to McDonald's yeah. and get a minimum Coke.
0: Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. More Knights fans. Uh, Joey is goats back. Are the 2016 Knights better than the 2020 Broncos? In giving reasons for your answer, please revise reference to the metric of points conceded to Neil at Suncourt. <laughs> <That's> a- <Yeah. laughs> He's done
2: you. He is a mugged you off.
0: He has bowled you uh, middle stump. The Sean Chan, did Kiri know exactly what he was doing when he kicked the field goal at halftime to break the Broncos' biggest loss record. Might be a shit question, but anything to bring that game up again?
1: <laughs> I,
0: yeah, because I, obviously, that game hasn't been brought up enough in, the, yeah. in today's podcast. I, I want to. I do want to say.
2: I know that we're touching on it, but it did bring me great joy that they scored almost exactly the number, the same number of points in
0: the first and second halves. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <My> apologies, Mitch.
0: <laughs> it's great. Anyway, regularly wrong. Would you rather support a team of anti-vaxxers or a team of all Live Matters fo- folk? Um,
1: anti-vaxxers. Just yeah. by distance. Just.
0: They're distance dangerous and
1: stupid, but they're not racist. So it's slightly better.
2: I mean, and also anti-vaxxers, generally speaking, like, if if you have people who are vaccinated around them, then they're kind of not really that dangerous because of, like, herd immunity and stuff. But, like, All Lives Matter people are just, like, they're the worst. Yeah, they're, and they're I mean, I would
1: be like, for example, I would be embarrassed if someone in my family was an anti vaxxer but I'd be flat out disgusted if they. I were wouldn't a talk
2: to someone if they were a racist, straight up. Yeah, so that's
1: that's the difference there.
0: Uh, James K underscore one three one two says, "Can we bring quarantine back? I don't like rugby league anymore." <laughs> yeah, can. Uh, yes, I'm on
1: board.
2: I mean, the dragons were quarantining right. from from they were socially distancing, as as we said for the all of our teams this week, so, socially distancing from their attacking defensive duties.
0: Mm. Anyway, um, our good friend Damon Berg says, even though Origin is months away, do you think both or either the Morris twins could make the side right now? Yes.
2: Weirdly, I do. I mean, there'd be a few dominoes that would have to fall into place. But it's not out of the realms of possibility.
0: I mean, it's... It's one of those things. They like break glass in case of emergency. Players. It's like if yes. there was an injury in camp a day before the game, yeah, that's that's who you call up.
1: But, yeah. yeah they, would, they won't
0: start a game purely because of you know how old they are. And anyway, next question. Christopher says, "Is Addo Car just an Audi version of 2010 Kevin Gordon?" Jesus. <laughs> wow. Wow. Eh. Uh, no. <laughs> Swarzy says now our rugby league lord and saviour Peter Vlandes has fixed the game what other social or global issues should the almighty fix oh geez I
2: mean there's a lot of riots going on at the moment he could probably negotiate them down to a longer riot but with less rioting
0: okay yeah um, just come fix the the once proud great club in Brisbane <laughs> um, n- next question Cam McCarthy first thoughts of the Warriors and Redcliffe new deal from Broncos Warriors and Broncos point of view. Uh, okay. So you don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to buzz through this quickly here, but if you don't know, uh, the Warriors, uh, now the affiliates with Redcliffe Dolphins, not the Brisbane Broncos, which is, which is a huge get for the Warriors. I'm going to touch this again on Broncos weekly. So you do have to jump over there. I think when we do, when we do that, but, uh, Essentially, moving forward, they'll be do it, that reserve grade for the Warriors will be the Redcliffe Dolphins, pending their first grade bid, obviously, for the Dolphins. The Warriors are ending their relationship with New South Wales Rugby League, so Warriors will be sending players to the Dolphins as well. And then, you know, any graduates that aren't NRL contracted from Redcliffe, which is not many, but they still happen occasionally. Any of those graduates will end up playing Warriors first grade, not for another side, essentially. So it's interesting. I think it's a really good deal for the Warriors. And um, the Broncos' admin sleep at the wheel have now lost Ipswich and Redcliffe over the last six months as affiliates to out-of-state clubs. Anyway, next question, Brian Black: Who would you, mo- sorry, who would you most fear to play against? Seventeen duck-sized Billy Magoulieuses or one real-life size or one real-life-sized Brisbane Broncos team? <laughs> <laughs> good. Oof. Very good. Okay. okay. Uh, two more questions. Cam Martin says, "Can the Broncos select the forty-year-old Scott Prince from BRL? Why not? Why not? And if That's you don't know, if you don't know, people, forty-year-old Scott Prince is playing for Valley's Diehards. He just came out of retirement today to play in the BRL. So, also, How may I that? just
2: say, Diehards is a great team name.
1: Yep. Weren't they they, they were they were dead for a while, weren't they? Weren't
0: they Valley. Yeah, brothers? I
1: mean they're not brothers."
0: Yeah, they they this is it's it's yeah they were dead. They are one of the uh you know once great clubs of Brisbane, but they were readmitted in twenty fifteen, I wanna say. Yeah. Um anyway, you can buy a replica jersey of a die jersey online still, so you actually can order a Scott Prince seven if you're interested. And they're they oh, actually quite jeez. a nice kit. they they're, they're royal blue with, with a V. <laughs> Sorry? I've said I'm very interested. Good, good. And the last question real Donald Gould, he's back. Has ever been a truly great administrator of a club? (laughs) That's a great question. That's Uh, it. Okay, that's it.
1: Yep. Oh, what a week. What a week. That's the questions. Yeah, long episode. Thank you all. You're all wonderful people. and yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the Broncos fans out there won't enjoy tonight's game, but um, the rest, the rest of you, try to enjoy this weekend of rugby league coming up. Um, even if you support the Dragons. Yes. Um, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Say goodbye, Dal. Ta ta. That's goodbye from me.